I am like truly. I do want to see Moonfall because it looks so ridiculous. And, it, it does. Uh, well, Elliot's like, I want to see Moonfall, and I'm like, Oh man, Elliot, you don't. You have no idea that this is what movies used to be. Like for a solid like five years, this yeah. is what summer of blockbusters were. Where like some piece of space is coming to Earth, and Roland Emmerich is and going like, to yeah, save us. Is the only man for the job. I want a movie where he is the main character. Where like the government has to go to Roland Emmerich. Yeah, Welcome to the like writers' a, room game. Show. Like, Today we're going to be writing a movie where Roland Emmerich is the protagonist and he's saving us. It's like Galaxy Quest, but with Roland Emmerich. Welcome to the Writer's Room Talk Show, the spinoff of the Writer's Room Game Show. When, uh, if we don't like have that, a show plan. I like that you smile or, when you say it as if it's like, as if it's the most clever idea we've ever had in our life, <laughs> calling it the Writer's Room Talk Show. <laughs> And as if we haven't uh, done it three or four times. It's, it's really just an excuse if we don't have a show planned or aren't creatively feeling the juices. Let's just do a talk show so we can put something out. I'm not feeling any uh, juices. And it's funny. Uh, today's Wednesday. I've just realized I never, we never share with people that we didn't have a show coming out this oh, week. We don't have I a guess show last this week. week show. Last week. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. But uh, we're actually we've talked uh, about our plans for season three. We're going to be recording some uh, some new ones soon, so should be very fun. Seth, how are you feeling? How are you doing today? How am I doing? It's weird, man. I'm in like this weird winter funk where like it's. Dude, I I'm think, kind I, of in it as well. I, I can't I, figure out how much of it is what, like what the proportions are here. I've got I've in this cocktail. I've got winter just winter like and i and you're in texas i know texas winter is similar to tennessee winter where it's just post christmas it's just blah yeah, just boo apparently everything's closing right now because we have this winter storm warning where it's supposed to be a terrible another terrible texas oh, winter storm no. with, te- uh, with electrical problems and all oh. this crazy stuff so we'll see what happens but apparently yeah tons of ice and sleet and stuff's supposed to come tomorrow and friday I'm so sorry, that should man. be fun i remember this happened last yeah. year during sundance and you watched minari like in pieces whenever your was, power would yeah, come it was, back. yes i did we did actually do that that was that was a lot of fun the power would come on for 30 minutes we'd start this movie up and then it would go out and we'd hang out and read and stay, <laughs> try to stay warm and then yeah things are a little different with the baby now now i'm just thinking about like oh no How are we like keep, we're supposed yeah. to take it this if that happens we still have to take care of a baby and keep it warm like that's stressful man Hopefully well, that doesn't happen. Hopefully, I mean, fingers crossed. I really hope that doesn't happen for you because that sucks. And also makes me, anything I was about to complain about, completely stupid. <laughs> no, I mean, your emotional You could be without power. Is very important. No, I'm going through emotionally. No, what you're going through, about to go through physically. No, I can't tell how much of it's winter, how much of it is. I've got a shoot coming up this weekend that I've like prepped the hell out of, but I still feel, I think this happens on every single shoot and I forget about mm-hmm. it if it goes well. That I feel like like storm clouds, like an for, anxious mess. Yeah, I just I feel it's like the shoot is this like looming storm cloud, looming storm, like whatever mm-hmm. the, the Dude, analogy is. I but feel the exact same way. Just it's like and not even that things will go wrong or that I'll do poorly. Like I'm worried about those things, of course, but it's it's more about like getting in trouble. Like I don't know why that's like still a fear that I have from childhood of like this terrified fear of getting in trouble with figures of authority forgetting to do something it's not even like for doing anything wrong it's for forgetting that i had homework forgetting that i am not supposed to graffiti a bridge forgetting that i you know <laughs> and and for, so i forgetting that you should not commit a crime yeah I, I forget constantly that crime is not to be committed so yeah i don't know yeah. i'm worried about getting in trouble with yeah you know, 
either agency. You know, it's working for an agency. I, feel I that, love dude. working with. I, we just came off of. I mean, we hadn't done a, a, a really fun commercial in a while, and we actually just shot one this past week, and I was very excited for it. And I think it's one of those things where, with this specific project, I think I told you, like the original thing we pitched, uh, I was really excited about. Super funny, you know, felt very me. And then there's you know all sorts of miscommunication with the budget and stuff. And then we ended up shooting a concept that I wasn't as excited about, but I was still you know getting into. And then you know typical things, right when the shoot ends, I can only think about what I did wrong or mm. typical mistakes I would, I would make. Like for this one, it wasn't shooting enough coverage, or like the 30 second spot, like literally had every single shot that we took um so like no you know room to sort of experiment i've been i've been feeling a little bit in the funk this week as well just like uh you know typical director stuff where it's like dude like i i can bring this to the next you know the lessons i've learned to the next you know thing we shoot but i'm like i look at the spot i'm like oh man we could have done so much better um, uh, i mean you feel uh, that way on anything but i'm no i'm not gonna yeah. i'm sorry i'm not gonna downplay or negate <laughs> no, i mean like, i do i was saying that as well 100 yeah. percent. yeah so. so winter and looming shoots and uh and what's what's the opposite of looming something that uh, is lingering lingering looming and lingering it's the name of the episode do great, Seth. and you did great <laughs> right thanks I, is the is the concept and everything you excited about you know like uh it's yeah. just like the the uh typical usually for me it's like the night before and like the morning of i feel like so sick and then i like start shooting and i'm like okay yeah this is great this is i'm in the like i'm in the groove once we once i actually I, on set I, I spread my anxiety out across like <laughs> several days like the week leading up to it and so it's yeah it's like it's like i'm microdosing anxiety throughout like <laughs> the week prior i'm i worry about stuff but i tend to be closer to shoot the more like especially tech scout once you do tech scout i feel a lot better like mm, totally. i know what i've got to work with and then uh, we get a pre-light on this one which is great nice. and so that like i'll be able to like evenly spread the anxiety out across and not be super worried too much and we get to do art build that same day as well so but it's a packed script that I didn't write. And so it does require extra prep on my end because I didn't mm-hmm. write it and I'm not as familiar with it. I've had... Yeah, just wrap right, your brain around how yeah. you're going to shoot it. And yeah. Well, and it's like tricky because it's a... Tr- it's in a space that I've shot in before where the windows are all, it's got these windows all on the, along the left. And then, and it's like, it's like a co-working space and it's, and then it's got this space that's just wide enough to put some desks in, but not, it feels more like a walkway to more area. And then it's like these glass door conference rooms over here to the right. And so you've got all this light coming in from one side. Mm-hmm. And if you want to shoot 360 on this thing, it gets complex because you've got to bounce and even out that light on the right side. Yeah, yeah. And, and you got to put Unless that you want stuff. to shoot, shoot out the windows and then it's blown out and you got to balance like... Which is okay, but you're missing the the money is all like on the right. It's like you've got it's your money is is like evenly distributed. Not even it's like literally cut in half. Where you're like you've got your it's it looks better lighting wise to shoot toward the windows, but mm-hmm. this is what the problem is. It looks better lighting wise to shoot toward the windows, but all the money you're all the like set you're paying for and all like the co working yeah. looking yeah, yeah, the yeah. co work spaciness of it is all on the right. It's all this direction, and so it makes for some like. I'm all like limitations are, are my thing. Like that's how I get any work done, but it's the bad kind of limitations where it's like you have a, a meh choice this direction or a meh choice this direction. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like we're going to get some really good stuff though. I'm not super nice. worried about it, but like I got to get there on the day and like, it's been a hard one to shot list because I haven't known like layout or where it took a long time to yeah. find the location. And I've got a great creative director on it though. And I met with them a bunch of times about it and we're on the same page. Like again, I, it's an agency I love working with. So I'm, I, it's more, up, it's up to me to screw up so 
we'll see. You won't, Seth. It's going to be great. Yeah, it will be, but I just have to, I have to worry for a few days in order for it to not screw up. Forgot what this all stemmed from. You asked how I was, and that's how I am. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm I think I'm slowly getting over my uh, uh little hump there. My post shoot hump because I'm thinking about other. Sorry. How, well, I know I'm curious about your we may be getting too personal. I'm curious how you are No, like, we never get personal. So this is good. this is great. <laughs> well, you've uh, got a baby, and I know that like I'm curious how you're doing. Like, how's it going? On, on that end in terms of sleep and home and work balance and um, I'd rather not share Seth. that's what I thought <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I mean, it's going great. It's it's hard because I feel like now uh, Whitney is doing the most of the like lack of sleep. I mean, I'm, you know, tip, I'm exhausted all the time now. I, I think I'm getting used to it. <laughs> the, the parent exhaustion. Uh, I'm like, oh, okay, you just kind of live with it until like, it doesn't last grown. forever. It doesn't last forever. Uh, yeah. I mean, Whitney's doing the most of it because she's still getting up during the night to, to feed Amelie, but it's going great. I think I'm just kind of figuring out how, like, how am I supposed to have like a rhythm and a schedule I still kind of haven't figured that out, especially with, you know, how our jobs are, how it's just kind of, you know, I, you know, I own a production company, but I'm also like, you know, going on set and directing projects. And then, you know, I'm working sort of weird hours making treatments or doing something like that. And then also doing the podcast and uh, like, but also I'm supposed to have things like working out and um, oh, those like, don't fit. Those won't fit for a while, bud. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm supposed to some because I'm like, right now, I'm like, I stopped drinking soda because I'm like, uh, I don't do coffee or tea. Or, like, I don't, I'm not really addicted to anything except sugar. And I'm like, if I can just cut some sugar out of it, I'll get a little healthier. I feel like uh, if because- I cut any more out of my life, I'll have nothing to eat. Like, because I, I feel like I, I understand why I am cutting things out is because I yeah. don't have time to even go for a friggin' walk. And yeah. meanwhile, yeah. And, 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 <laughs> Your child at one point, just a warning, will get old enough to be able to shame you for these things when they suddenly, because <laughs> Elliot's very much into, Apple has, for all the things Apple has done, I think one of the most brilliant things they've done is like gamifying, I mean, it wasn't their idea, but gamifying fitness in terms of oh, like yeah. creating challenges on the Apple Watch and stuff. Because Elliot, oh, so Elliot's super into that. He, he He's not like a fitness nut, but he kind of is now because he is in like a, a competition with his best friend started for fun. But now they're like, he gets up and like, we'll go for, if he has time before school, he'll go for a long walk before school just to get his steps ahead of his friend. Nice. Um, and he like rides the Peloton. Yeah, we yeah, got puts on an episode of the writer's room game show and he just goes on a walk. <laughs> that's what, <laughs> that's what I, that's what I want. That's all I want. For, no, no. Uh, he, he like, he's gotten old enough now where he's like, you could just, you could just go for a run. You could so-and-so. And I'm like, I know that you're being really supportive and optimistic but every <laughs> i haven't told you make this, me like, feel really bad every time he says it i'm like i need that to not be true i need it to not be true that i could just go for a run and pick out a pocket of time because if that's true it means i'm intentionally not doing it and then i feel guilt yep that's so funny dude yeah but i'm like when am i supposed to do this i'm like i have the like precious like three hours like i get home around 5 30 from our office which it's you know a few i'm luckily at like our house is a few minutes away so i can kind of get out of the house to work at our office but like get home i'll, I'll play with amelie for a bit you know we'll see her for a few hours before i put her down to sleep and then me and whitney have like three hours to do something until it's like we're tired and we want to go to bed so it's like and I so you just watch the there. office for three hours it's at like, least yeah, that's, watch, a, like, watch that's our over. house <laughs> Yes, like watch, like catch up on our TV shows or watch a movie or like, you know, just oh, like no. hang out or like. No, but it's like, in our house when our kids were young, it was literally just watch the off. It was re- it was just put the office on for three hours and look at our yeah. phones. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of that, too. It wasn't uh, even we, new TV. We, 
the, the I think the when Amelie was a baby, we watched through the office in like two weeks, <laughs> like the entire series while shoot like breastfeeding and like take care of her when she was like you know the first few weeks, which that was pretty crazy. The amount of TV we watched. Parks and Rec was next. That took a few weeks, and then you know you have your your regulars. There's that, an episode, uh, yeah, from it's Office and Parks and Rec for us, and then we. <laughs> We like throw a few things into rotation in there, but then there's like, that's like the ones that we both like, that's mm-hmm. our thing. But if it's just me, like if it were just, <laughs> if for some reason Arlie had a busy social life and I did not, it would just be West Wing nonstop in the house. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. One thing I'll always, I may, I forgive me if I've told this on podcast, on podcast, if I've told this on podcast, <laughs> on podcast. I am caveman, <laughs> me, Seth, you, Ryan. I, when El, I can't remember which kid, it must have had to have been Ava or Olivia, one of the girls, because timing wise, uh, parks mm-hmm. rec was still on, but this was, it was like, this was an older episode at the time. Uh, the snake juice episode, mm-hmm. um, where they're all, they all get drunk and they all get hung over. And it's in the second half of the episode where they're like the third act of the episode where they're all, you know, hung over the next day. Ron, Ron accidentally marries, uh, Tammy remarries her, right? No, different episode. I, that's different. Okay. He, that's, that gets its own episode. This was, this was like where the next day they wake up and like Ben comes in and he's like, you know, it, Leslie's clearly like completely hungover and looks like terrible. And she's like, I'm hungover. Are you hungover? He goes, no, I feel great. And she's like, really? He's like, no, I threw up in the shower. Oh my God, I'm so hungover. I've never been this hungover. Are we dead? I feel great. I ran 5K this morning. Really? No, I threw up in the shower. But there's a moment in that episode where Andy is at the shoe shine. He's like shining Kyle's shoes and April is like trying to like talk to him. And he's like, hon, I'm sorry. Like he he has this whole conversation with her and then she walks off and he sits down, turns and throws up all over Kyle's shoes. And it cuts as the vomit hits Kyle's (laughs) shoes. Oh, ring-a-ding-ding. Who's calling? Oh, is it Janet Snickle? Why, yes, it is. And who's she calling for? Mr. Bart Macklin. And I'll tell you another thing. Oh, I honey, please. I love you. No offense. But Bart Macklin died last night after the 10th shot of snake juice. Okay. Sorry. Miss Snakehole, you think I'd let you get away that easily? Bert Macklin may be dead, but I'm his brother. Kip. Hackman. Why wouldn't you have his same last name? Shut up, Kyle. I know you boosted those paintings. Maybe it was me, but I'll never tell you where they are, and you'll never have my body either. I'm like, I'm up in the middle of the night uh, feeding <laughs> whoever it was, whatever baby, whatever child it was of mine yeah, and yeah. busted out laughing. And I had seen it before and I just like <laughs> yeah. busted out laughing and it woke up, so not just funny. the kid I was feeding, but the kid that was asleep too, <laughs> uh, because I was so delirious and it was literally the funniest thing I'd ever seen in my life. And still yeah, is. that scene is great. I don't uh, know if that I'll, story was worth the amount of time I, it totally, I took it out totally of our podcast. <laughs> we don't have an agenda, so I'm going to tell as many stories as I want. But yeah, all that to say, it's good. Actually, I think the the most productive thing I've done is our garage was filthy, so I cleaned like half of the garage one nice. day while I could. And I we have a workout bike with that I haven't touched in six months, I think. Um, you just pushed I'm it deeper form. into the junk in the, in the other half? <laughs> well, no, I made a little area. I hung up because... Uh, 
finally got a 4K TV. I've been Whitney's like uh, I don't know if she'll make it this this far into the the podcast, but uh, <laughs> Whitney, if you're listening, uh, I love you. She does not like technology. She's like uh, very uh, like any like automated or like smart device like not crazy about. She's like we don't need a fancy TV, uh, all this stuff. Where I'm like just the minimum. Like I would love a 4K TV. This year she's like get your TV, whatever you've done. You've, you've uh Aww, you, you, you've thanks, it. i was like yes we have sonos sonos is probably like the most futuristic thing we have in our house which is awesome, awesome. but i i was i finally got like an oled tv it's amazing it's the one with filmmaker mode uh like all the filmmakers like uh they call it the, filmmaker mode yeah filmmaker mode and it basically it's just, just normal tv Turn- settings yeah, it turns off all of the fancy <laughs> settings, uh, <laughs> which is great. But and uh, makes it a TV. I love that filmmaker mode makes it a TV. That's like <laughs> the ultimate uh, yes. gaslighting of a <laughs> like to all of. Oh my god! And the promo video, it's like Chris Nolan and Ryan Johnson and Paul Thomas Anderson and all these people. They're like, it's you know, it helps you watch things. It's the I don't know how I missed intended. this. I remember the Tom Cruise and Chris McQuarrie like yes, plead. They're, they're you know, par- they were part of the promo as well. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I didn't see the one with all everybody else then, I guess. Yeah. But uh, anyways, we got that. So I moved our TV to the garage. And uh, so I put like the TV right in front of the workout bike. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll do like, oh. This is <laughs> the old help. TV, not the new TV. Yes. Yeah, so I put the old TV in the garage. But he put the new TV um, in there to motivate you to get on the bike. And you still don't. So the new TV was just that. sitting in there. <laughs> But I was like, yeah, I'll watch like, because uh, I'm like, if I could watch movies and TV shows like while I work out, that that would maybe make me do it. Yeah. Uh, Has it? I still haven't. I, nope. I mean, I still haven't gotten out there since the, we've had the baby, but eventually like I'd like to work that into my rhythm, even if it's like a few days a week. I, uh, I had, I can't figure out what time of day to do it. Like I, I know I had a nice, I know you work, you work really well in the morning because I know we, like I, your schedule is usually blocked off. I'm assuming you're writing or doing creative work or doing you uh, know, something that the past week. No, it's been me waking up and like, uh, well, so playing with your stream deck. <laughs> yes. It's been me waking up and playing with a stream deck. And like, and it's been not smart. Like that's the worst. I know that the worst thing, the two worst things I could do in the morning. I mean, out of my options, not like in the world, but are like kill somebody. No, that's low on the list. <laughs> are like get on social media and or get like obsessed with a small task, like some small menial, like not even task, but some small menial start a new tiny, uh, hobbyist yeah. project on yeah. a, on a weekday early in the morning. Um, yeah, I always think like, Oh, this is, this well, actually, play I don't Wordle and then do that. Honestly, no play Wordle and then anything is great. Which did you try times the other day too? I tried times as my no, like, right test after word. They bought it? Yeah. No, but that's really smart. Cause I couldn't think of any five letter word I, that had to do with tons of money besides money. I used to have go-to words that I'd like rotate, but now it, I got bored of it. So I'm just like, whatever random word is on my mind, I'll just plug it in. Even if it's ridiculous and probably won't have any letters. I'm yeah. just like, you know, because I got the first one time, the yeah, Shire. Shire. I got with Shire. I got it first. Cause I just like, I've been thinking about Lord of the Rings the night before. So like, I'm like that worked. So I'm just going to keep trying and putting random, you know, words I'm thinking about. Shire was a random choice yeah. of yours. I thought yeah. Shire was an actual test word you had. I mean, I'd put it in a few times cause it's like, we have a, on our Slack, we have a, there's a Lord of the Rings meme Twitter that like we have auto set up. Like it'll, every tweet will go to a Slack channel. Nice. Um, so I'm just always thinking about Lord of the Rings. <laughs> so, <laughs> 
<laughs> so I tried it a few times before, but I was like, you know, it was one of those things that, uh, yeah, I don't know. I was feeling lucky, but now um, I'm just like putting in random things. Uh, I, I found like, so I had an, uh, a routine when I, at our old house in our like condo, when I was still like, that was still like prime pandemic time. It was like survivalist mode still, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, I was in this condo we were meant to be in for a couple months that we ended up being in for a year and a half. Life for me personally was kind of a bit in turmoil and for our family of figuring out where we were going to be because we just come back from LA and uh, pandemic was happening. And so I was still in kind of survivalist mode. And so I developed these habits for self-care that uh, it's like I get up early in the morning, I'd work on because the kids were at home. I would I would do like real work that morning, whatever was the most pressing thing I do. I get up at five and I do that uh, and I motivate myself with like, with mm-hmm. with these specific with with waffles and <laughs> usually by the time they woke up with the time I started kind of like uh, losing steam on whatever that was and hopefully had finished and turned something in mm-hmm. and then I was kind of half I was able to kind of be half present at work <laughs> and half available for screaming kids yeah 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 and then at exactly five, I cut off. I'd stop working. It gave me enough time to go do the Peloton that we got while in the pandemic for like 30 minutes, 30 to 45 mm-hmm. minutes, and then have dinner with whoever happened to be home during like at the time because mm-hmm. there was dance or I don't remember. And then I would usually have a class on some, on some nights like yeah. right after that. So that was like my routine. It was like I had was able to fit it in somewhere. Now in this new house, since we got here, it's like that like self-care routine has kind of become like is relaxed a lot because it's like we're, not, we're still kind of, we're still coming out of a pandemic kind of and we have a house oh, yeah. now. And so I'll be done at five and I've been downstairs. Like oh, my wife hasn't seen me. I'm no longer in the living room working. So mm-hmm. if I go straight from here to the Peloton, which is in the garage, she's like, why aren't you upstairs yet? Like why are you, which understandably she's like oh yeah you know, it's it's just an extension of i've been down here all day but i don't know how to do it i don't want to work out in the morning because that's when my brain is like the most <laughs> attentive so i don't i don't know what to do ryan yeah listeners call one eight six six hey wrgs and tell me <laughs> i love that this when is, i should work this, out this episode is like seth and ryan talk about uh personal <laughs> struggles <laughs> it is Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I feel that, especially like right now, Amelie, typically she'll wake up anywhere between like 5.30 and 7 and like Whitney will feed her and then I'll, because I just want to like try to let Whitney rest because she'll get up during the night as well, like take care of Amelie for like an hour or two, like right when I wake up, right before I go to work. And so like, and then I'll go to work and then when I get home, it's like, I feel like it's already like, it's just tough. Maybe we should just work less. You, I hate that you solved it by proposing that um no it's true like we probably should work less i i actually i've struggled with that literally this week because i've been really tired like by the end mm-hmm. we had that meeting earlier this week where we both just like mm-hmm. dude we, we were at so out of it. we could have just we really should have both just gone fell silent at the exact moment and then just logged off the zoom and not said a word about it and it would have been com- we would have completely I love, understood i was like really trying to push through we were like 45 minutes in i'm like hey so i'm really tired uh, you i good? think i'll go home now <laughs> yep i but like i am struggling with like this 5 a.m thing is really good for me when I have yeah. something that's pressing and needs to get done, but when I don't have anything pressing and needs to get done, I, that's when I'll kind of wake up at five and dick around like on mm-hmm. either on the stream deck or which I know that time is important creatively, but it's not worth depriving yourself of sleep. And I struggle with like, I rely so much on routine to just function as a person, like as a, like as a working individual, but also just as a, like in my personal life too, I need routine in order to not go crazy. 
And, yeah. and, but I'm like, I feel like I should be sleeping in at least a little bit on mornings when I don't have to, when I, mornings when I don't have something pressing that needs to get up and get, I don't know. It's funny. You say that. And I'm like, I, I feel like I should sleep in less and like work on stuff that is pressing or like, because for me, like, I feel like I'm sleeping enough, you know, I just need to have more of a routine because I'm like, I haven't had a routine in like at least six months, definitely before that as well. I'm like, yeah figure out a time to work out, figure out a time where I can like write or do something creative outside of like a uh, production company work, you know? Yeah. I think living with ADHD oh. for like my entire life has like, I've gotten myself to a place to where like, nice, this is how I function. Like yeah. I've got like stuff like Calendly set up to where I don't have to answer a text for someone saying, you, you are, are you free? Hev- heavily automated. Uh, uh, I rely on it dude for like, and yeah. it really has like in the past, couple years automating a bunch of stuff like scheduling like i've just started telling my friends like it's nothing personal nothing impersonal but let me sending you this comedy link it literally will ensure that we meet and you were you you were one of the people who has like understood that and not taken it personally like and you you adhere to it like and it's wonderful because for me the thing is it's kind of nice for me too because there's a lot of times i don't even ask you about it i'll just see when you're available and i'll schedule it in hopes that you're like won't be like oh like another meeting no it's no what I was about to say was yeah. I'll like get up in the morning and I have a shortcut that's called today's meetings. I'll mm-hmm. tap it and it'll give me a list of everything I have for today and I'll uncheck anything I don't want an alarm for, but I usually have everything and it sets a 15, yeah. it sets a, sets a three minute alarm for me that will go nice. off. So that's like the exact moment if it goes off, because if an alarm goes off five minutes before, I'll put it off. If it goes off 15 yeah. minutes, you know, but three, three minutes <laughs> three, before it's the perfect number. It is now like I have to, it's a meet it's meeting time. I have to do it right now. And I'll see you, I'll see like a meeting with Polly today and I'll be like, Oh my God, that's great. Like gives me something to look forward to during the day. <laughs> nice. Like legitimately is my emotional response. Um, nice. but yeah, I, I rely heavily on like this app, uh, called things. It's based on the, you know, it's does the whole David Allen getting things done system. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I have specific times. Like I get up in the morning and go to, uh, and go to bed and like finish work. Like I have to have that routine or else I just, I move into like just severe anxiety. And like it's a lot of it ends up just being free floating anxiety of like, I need something mm-hmm. to worry about, but like having a routine tells me exactly what to worry about when <laughs> that makes sense. I'm interested to hear from you how just say no if you don't want to talk about any of this stuff because I know we're putting all of this stuff out into the uh, podcast world for for random people. If I had a podcast, it would be called Seth still oversharing. Seth still talking. <laughs> Seth still oversharing. Yeah. Like what? Uh, when? Because I I always have trouble when it comes to writing. I guess I'll talk about writing since it's a writer's uh, writing uh, sure. podcast. I always have a hard time like doing my like creative writing, working on a feature or a short or what have you, with my time doing commercial work and just like business owner stuff with weekend video. When have you found is like do you do you have a rhythm in terms of like uh, when you work let's say it's just not at all but let's say like yeah, i'm shaking when you my were, head for the listeners <laughs> i'm not just shaking my head at this answer so, at this question immediately not. but like for like sketch for instance or sorry are you have you announced that it's called that yet for what sketch oh yeah sketch it was called darker colors and it was a short that i made okay. uh, as a proof of concept for a feature for no, no no and the feature uh, is now called sketch so you can talk about but sketch. like when you're doing like revisions or something on sketch and like i'm assuming when you have a goal and a deadline it's a lot easier for you to like set yes. a time those hours to write it but if it's like a first draft that's sort of like just when it when it comes you're writing it have um, i written any or, of alts 
Like, is any of that written yet? All <laughs> I mean, by the way, but, for the listeners, is a movie that Polly and I have been like, yeah, but, we've been but writing. There's there's so much of that research and, and outline and sort of development phase that I'm assuming you're just like when it comes you're you're writing it and you're putting it down on on paper there's not like a you don't have like a rhythm where you're like hey I'm gonna try to get up I'm gonna work this week just one day a week or something I'll, I'll work on getting alts out there or here's what I know I know from experience that if I just got up every morning and committed to a couple pages mm-hmm. even without a plan just committed to a couple pages I could have a I could like have a first draft written quicker than I usually do and yeah. I could put that in a drawer for a month or two and I could come back and rewrite it. I know from experience that if I did not put the pressure on and just like set a couple pages a day, uh, that progress would be very real. Totally. I have yet to implement it. Robert Cargill always tweets like these really inspirational sort of uh, writer, writer inspiration. And just the other day, he's like, if you write one page a day, by the end of this year, you're going to have two features. Yeah. You know, if you do two pages a day, you might may have a full series or, you know, four features. He's very right. And the thing is, my whatever is like pressing tends to take priority. So like, yeah, if I have so like, are you asking about personal projects? You're not asking about like, you know, yeah. stuff that I'm paid yeah, to totally. do. Because okay. that's what I feel like. That's what I struggle with. I'm like, oh, it is 100% what I struggle with. Well, like this because week, it, I've struggled with the fact that I like I could just start writing. I've thought about just starting to write a couple pages of karma after the couple, you know, mm-hmm. conversations we've had about it. Yeah. And I've started thinking about alts lately too, about like, I could, I, I could, like, I have the first act in my head, like kind of what it could be. I, mm-hmm. why don't I just do that? And then I wake up in the morning and I don't do it. And I think part of it is because like, it's the features that I have finished writing almost all of them except for one were for no they all got a deadline on them the first one was for what the deadline was with my friends we decided we were going to shoot this like Mm -hmm. 10-15 years ago we decided we were going to shoot it on like in June and is that so time closet that one yeah so April and May I just buckled down and wrote it and then uh, one that I wrote called based on an untrue story right after plot device which is for on spec for a producer who convinced me to write it I wrote that because I told her I'd have a draft on Monday <laughs> and it was Thursday <laughs> Oh my God. And I turned it in on like the next Thursday or Wednesday or something. Cause of course it took me longer than a weekend to write a feature film. Another one I wrote with my friend, Steve Taylor. And that was one where he was graciously, I, I want to say he got desperate to where he was like, I'll pay you to have this many pages by this day. And he did. Yeah. And so because my friend was paying me, <laughs> I like, I felt the guilt like it made me go do it. And then on <laughs> sketch, which was darker colors at the time, yeah, I know you you were able to have uh luckily you were able to have a little time off work to focus on that, right? Yeah, and I felt the guilt of having been given the time off work. Yeah. And so I felt that, like I need to take advantage of this and mm-hmm. I got the first draft written during that time and then was discouraged by it and put it in a put it in a drawer for a year. Uh and, like and then almost exactly a year later I had Which I be- think that's the only draft that I've I've read. You should send me. Oh, it's there. so much better. Good God, it's so much better. I <laughs> but about almost a year later, Tony I Tony had seen the sizzle I made for the short and Tony got involved with it. We got a production company interested in it and they I'm probably talking about this publicly elsewhere, but I just don't know how much I should talk about. Anyway, they this really like well known production company was very into it and asked if we had if I had a it was a, I had turned the first act, which it was I was gonna be an A twenty four picture. Nope. It was uh <laughs> That would be uh, the weirdest pair up. It would be the weirdest spin on. Uh... It would be they, but then I'm sorry, I'm talking too long. Uh, the they 
they asked if I had, I had turned, I had taken the first act I was confident with and made it into a pilot script. And they were like, this reads more like a feature. Is there a feature version of this somewhere? And I said, yes, I'll have it to you uh, before our meeting in two days. (laughs) And I took a 160 page first draft and like cut 30 pages from or cuts. God, I cut so much from it. Like in like two or three days and restructured a lot of it, but it's like those deadlines help me, but it's like, it drives me nuts because it's like weeks like this where I don't have pressing stuff to work on in the mornings. I could have just been writing this like personal stuff and moving it along. That's why I'm going to start tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I mostly ask because I've always struggled with that too, because we sort of having, being able to make my own schedule and like, there's like so much freedom in the job that I have, but at the same time, owning a production company and working on like sort of knowing that I'm sort of like my income, which for now is commercial work uh, relies on me doing this work for the commercial production company and sort of, uh, you know, all everything that that encapsulates that in addition to actually writing and directing the commercials and taking personal time to work on passion projects. Although it will contribute to the future of our company because our goal is to one day be able to produce features and uh, like hopefully make a living doing that kind of work there's still that like oh i need to i need to do this outside of my like company time which is so incredibly flexible but i still i still like to keep sort of like an eight to five kind of thing just because well and also you've set up this world for your creative work like you set up this room yeah. for your creative work you set up all, and the idea of like going and sitting in a coffee shop to do this to do this incredibly daunting thing <laughs> on your own alone away from your like creative like Yes. You know, uh, environment you've built and resources, uh, it doesn't make sense. And your brain is like, this doesn't make sense. Why are you doing this? <laughs> and I've, and I've gone through things where it's like when, uh, uh, when we we're, you know, a lot smaller, you know, a few years ago, like, Hey, I'm just every Friday, as long as we don't have a shoot, I'm taking off so I can just spend the whole day to write. But it's one of those things where kind of like you say, and the, the first story clock promo, how it's like, you don't have anything. And then suddenly a lightning strikes and like, you have like, it was weird for me having just like one day a week where I'm supposed to write. And if I wasn't feeling inspired that day, then it's like, it's just hard to get the pages. But if I just said, Hey, super low pressure, one page a day, just get it out. What you just described though, is hell is if you, if you don't have an idea to write, I see, that's the thing is I remember having so much free time in my early twenties, like before, like my like call while in college or like right after of like, where I was, there was this period right before I got married where I was like freelance and kind of working at Starbucks. And it's like, so I had all this free time and it was like, I'm going to write a short to do this weekend. What is it going to be? That's the worst, oh, that absolute, the absolute worst, worst feeling. Because like, it's one thing to have an idea you're excited about, but feeling the dread of sitting down and writing it or feeling like it's not any good while you're writing it. But like yeah. having or, and it's another literally thing to, no like, do idea. A 48, it's another thing oh, to do yeah. like a 48 hour thing where it's like they give you prompts and you at least have a starting point. If you're just like, what should I, what should I make? I want to make a short film. What should I, like, that's the worst. Like, okay, so that's the worst. The second worst is like a 40 hour film festival where like you're given the parameters and you do what you should do, which is you say, okay, what do we have to work with? We've got so-and-so has this car. We've got this drive. We've got this house. We've yeah. got, we can do this. We can do this. What if we did this? And then you got a room full of people who are like, yeah, but what if instead it was blah, 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 blah. And what if blah, blah, blah. And you don't commit to anything and no one's making any choices. Yes. That's why the only time we've done 48 hours, it's like we have 
only a few people in the room at the beginning writing like the thing. And then like we make the calls, here's what we're making, you know, right when we have an outline, it's like, we're making this, this is what we're doing. Producer goes off and produces, the writer goes off and writes. The director is like already shot listing sequences. Like (laughs) at least that's what we've done because we did the first one and it was like so many cooks in the kitchen. And it's like, dude, this is the worst thing ever. (laughs) Uh, And then the movie is just super bland and, uh, oh, that's hell. Yeah, I've, that's I, we nightmare. told ourselves we're not going to do it anymore. The last one we did was in like 2018 because we were like we had all this crew from like super professional crew that works on these huge commercials, and everyone's like, "Hey, yeah, let's do a 40 hour." We have like these anamorphic lenses shooting on the uh, Alexa. Like, it's kind of this weird thing where like most of the people that are shooting like they're shooting on DSLRs and like just like having fun. Where like we want to have fun too, but we, we don't want to make them look bad. But My- like, we kind of want to see what this would be like if we like actually tried really hard and like had like yeah. did it legit like everyone's in legit crew roles and like treating it like a commercial yeah. uh which was fun but then i'm in uh you know, losing my mind editing, uh, for like <laughs> well, that's overnight and oh, that see, that's like when I, we did real gone. I, which for did you guys crank that short, up fast? Uh, well, no, but we, it was the first, it was, that was the first time I think I've told the story on the podcast, maybe not where I felt like I looked around on set and I was like this, I finally figured out how to delegate as how to actually just direct yeah. and not one man band this. Like I, yeah, yeah. I have a great working relationship with Chris Adams. I've got and Fogarty produced this and like and handled all these logistics that I didn't have to touch. Um, I I had just a great team overall in that thing and a really 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 great departments on that one. And like I I, I was still having a, there was a lot of stuff I was still doing like gathering some props and doing stuff. But overall, it was like now I I've finally figured out how to let go of the camera and let and and work with somebody else and collaborate and make this yeah. thing. And then I sat down to edit and was like, oh god, I forgot there to do this with posts like where I said, I was like, I have to edit all of this and do all the VFX and color it and mix it. Yeah. And I was like, and now I've got to figure out how to do this. I got to tell you that when you were saying like, we had these anamorphic lenses, we had so-and-so it reminds me of like, I think that my nightmare is someone saying, Hey, we've got all this killer gear. Let's go shoot. <laughs> what something. should we make? <laughs> yes. I'm like, yes, that is nothing. That is- we should make nothing like that. I'm like, I don't know because <laughs> although I have, it didn't turn out great, but there was one time where we had a commercial shoot. We rented all this gear. Shoot got canceled. We couldn't get money back on the gear. And so we wrote like a little like sketch yeah. uh, like that day to shoot with that stuff. It wasn't great, but it was one of those things where it's like we're at least exercising our storytelling muscles That's while great. we have the. Uh, That's great. Uh, Hundred percent. Process wise, it's it's a great exercise to do. Results wise, it's ne- for me just it's never worked out. It's always been, yeah. and with it then comes the guilt of we wasted all of this awesome stuff on this mediocre little thing that we <laughs> yeah, threw together yeah. last second. And yeah, and it yeah. also comes down to people who are like, well, it's I, it depends on the person too. Where it's like there's especially like very inexperienced filmmakers where they're all about the gear. Like we got this stuff. Let's go shoot something. And the making uh, of it. That's like, I think that's what I'm getting at. Is like they're all about the like we just want to make something. I want to make yeah. features. And you're like, you know, it's a lot of work. Like yeah. my brain doesn't work that way. Like I don't get excited about hey, like now it's like hey, you want to make like like what if I give you this much money to go make a short? Like that does nothing for me. Like <laughs> if my brain doesn't work. That my brain works to where like if someone were to say, what if I gave you this much money to go make sketch? What if I gave you this much money to go make this idea you have? Then I get excited because I get excited about the actual idea because then I'm, it's a thing I'm trying to make. But making a yeah. movie for the sake of making a movie is one of the most despondent ideas to me. Like, yes. 
But that's just me. Did you see the uh, trailer? I'm trying to remember that. I was Googling Moonfall? it Moonfall? Definitely. Watched it 80 times. <laughs> Moonfall. I that moon see is Moonfall. coming for <laughs> us. My uh, Dude, the DP of Moonfall was the DP on my insurance spot. Robbie Baumgartner. No way. Uh, yeah, one of the sweetest the guys one. in the world. And he, yeah, he shot looks, my Star Trek it, commercial. It looks just as glossy and lens flare. Yes. Same, <laughs> same production. Uh, same budget. Same production value. <laughs> I I am like truly I do want to see Moonfall because it looks so ridiculous. And, it, it does. Uh, well, Elliot's like I want to see Moonfall, and I'm like, oh man, Elliot, you don't you have no idea that this is what movies used to be like for a solid like five years. This yeah. is what summer of blockbusters were. Where like some piece of space is coming to Earth, and Roland Emmerich is going like, to yeah, save Roland us. Emmerich <laughs> is the only man for the job. I want a movie where he is the main character. Where like the government has to go to Roland Emmerich. What yeah, were the like writers? That- Room game show like, today we're going to be writing a movie where Roland Emmerich is the protagonist and he's saving us it's, it's like, like Galaxy West, Quest the, but with Roland Emmerich Craven, the West Craven movie where he's like in it uh, it's like the uh, oh what is uh, that uh, New Nightmare is what it's called uh, and it's like uh, the wait Nightmare on Elm Street that's but, not what I was thinking of but new the the, the West, Freddy West movie New Nightmare, new Nightmare? where yeah. it's like uh, it's the Nightmare on Elm Street it's like the fifth one but it's like a movie where those movies exist and the actress who plays the main character in Nightmare on Elm Street begins to be haunted by an actual demon who takes the form oh wow of I haven't Fr- seen Freddy, this of Freddy Krueger and Wes Craven is a character in the movie like he's directing I, himself I could have uh, sworn I saw this, but apparently I did not. <laughs> I don't think I've seen it. I just saw the trailer. I'm like, this looks insane. Um, Darren, Darren, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I thought I had seen this and I haven't. <laughs> Darren Vanderbilt was our focus. He's a big horror horror fan, like in general. Yeah. And did you see we, the new Scream? We, we didn't not talk yet. About- he and I were going to go see it, uh, and he understandably couldn't wait for me because I, like, everybody in my family got COVID, like, like, like oh, yeah. in shifts. And so at that point, when he was going to see it, like one of my kids had it, and I couldn't swing it and but no i haven't seen it yet it is great i think you're gonna love it oh Um, so you saw it i didn't know that yes i did sorry seth i didn't i didn't uh, didn't i couldn't wait wait for for me to come to texas (laughs) (laughs) imagine if i was like hey i'm in nashville you want to see scream well then Um, i would i would like have to move things around and like (laughs) lie that my kid doesn't have covid and spread it i'm like why are you wearing four masks seth And shivering. Um, but no, I was going to say there's a uh, terrible Christian movie. It's called like 2021 or something. I'm, I'm losing why I'm even bringing this up. It was something about how some people just say like, let's make a feature. And then they make it. And it's like, oh, no, you should not have made a feature. Oh, that's yes. Mm-hmm. That's uh, yes. Oh, are, are you saying yes? Mm-hmm because you've been I know, there before. Because <laughs> what you're talking. Well, because I've been there before. I know people who've done it. I know people like. Well, I, I brought yeah. it up because. So yeah, there's just, I mean, it looks, I don't even remember the name of it. So I'll just say there is a terrible sort of like Christian movie that was about like how post pandemic, the uh, government took over and like took control of everyone. And of course it's like about, wow. uh, you know, uh, being persecuted, uh, Christians God. being persecuted. They love being persecuted. <laughs> um, uh, I am a, per- a Christian uh, I'm not a part of that. And I camp, love though. being persecuted. It's like my favorite <laughs> but, persecution uh, parties where we get together and we just talk about all the things pers- that the government's doing to parties. us, making it hard for uh, us to live. Yeah, there's like, you see the trailer and it's like, oh no. Like, And one of my friends was like, how did this movie get made? And I had to tell him like, I could go and make a, like I could spend next week making a feature with my friends. Like we have all the gear. We have we have everything that yeah, like- We have we the have, resources. We have cameras and gear. Like we have, I could shoot Dune with some of the gear that we have. But yeah, like, but it's the but, why. 
It's but, the what is it for? <laughs> yeah, and like it depends on do you have a good script? Do you have good talent attached? Like it's uh, filmmaking is all about the people involved and the ideas and well, but what, so it's like if you don't have any of that and you just have the right gear, it's like you you can go shoot it and it'll be the worst movie you've ever seen. It I'm going to say this know, on a podcast so that maybe I can hear it later and realize it's wrong and it can unlock my brain finally and allow me to make things. But what is, what holds me up these days is not the, like, how am I going to go do this? Or like, like you're saying, it's like, I've, I could find the resources to go do this. I could, it's the, what am I going to do with it? At, like after, like if I ask people for money and they ask me, so what's your plan? What are you going to do with it? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, and it's because it's like buying, I've said this before, but it's, I I've read everything about it. I've had smart people tell me like all, everything about the market and the, and the process of selling a movie and the process of like, you know, different strategies and, and blah, 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 and seeking distribution. I can read everything about it, but it's like buying a house. Like you, first time you buy a house, you care about what the realtor tells you to care about because you don't know anything. Yeah. You're yeah, just like, yeah, yeah. you buy a house, then you sell that house and you buy another one and you're like, okay, I've done this. I know that crack doesn't matter. I know that crack does matter. I know, you know, a little more and you can make yeah, educated yeah. decisions. And it's just the idea of doing all of this work for something that may never sell or be seen by anybody, but worse, I may make terrible choices, business choices, like trying to get it into the world and ruin its potential, like makes it feel like what's the point of doing it? Like, and I'm hearing myself saying it out loud and it sounds even more like excuses and whining, but it's not, it's real. <laughs> no, but like, I mean, I agree with you. There is something that I admire about people just going, like, especially going about it. Like I can't think, can't think of any names, but if like you have a great script and you have people involved and it's a shootable movie, like, yeah, let's, like go shoot the movie like if you have the budget for that specific script like go do it but there is sometimes where i'm like do you really want to like use all of like have uh which i know like you've shot feature over weekends before but like do you want to gather all these friends and like spend months like only shooting your your movie yeah. on weekends um using and like get people to come out for free to help you and like all of this stuff and work really hard on it only for it to like release for free on or like that you can rent on amazon for five dollars and hope in hopes that people will watch it and then you don't make money back and like to or just do blend you like into the noise like that's the thing is like i it's hard to get moving on something when you can't f- unless out. unless your your goal is to just make it and get it out there and like you want the experience to just make it and but if you're it's I don't hard know how when valuable it's, that is like to me at this like that's the thing is i'm having yeah, trouble for, for quantifying us, that it's not that valuable for us, for us right now if you're uh, if if you're just out there and like you know I don't want you're to just, discourage someone. No, from if you're doing just starting that. out, it's a totally different thing. If you don't have kids, you don't own a business, yeah. you don't like have a full time job, yeah. you don't have. If you're not a like fully grown adult, like the two of us are, like if yeah. you if you are, I'm almost thirty. If, yeah, you're old. If you don't, <laughs> no. If you, uh, it's like yes, and it's hard because we're also yeah. like trying to. Ideally, we both of us we make like I'm just gonna say your first feature. You've made a feature before, but your your first ideally say a first feature because it's you not, can it's, it's you can make feature. you can make money back or you can like start yeah. sort of a career and start making movies uh, based upon that you know that feature that you make and like try to make a living off of it. I think that's the goal for me at least. So it's like, how do I go about it and like write a feature and get a budget and make it and 
use that to make my next one and and make and make well, relationships it also seems and like make the next one it also just the the older i get them and you look around and you're like you realize like i don't know what the model is for somebody mm-hmm. who isn't overwhelmingly successful like how you make a living off making features of making independent features it can't get on a regular basis thinking about because you're like look around it's like the only people that seem to be making um, m- making money doing it full time are the people who are incredibly successful and have broken through the noise and have, are kind of like names or like or your four hire directors going Unless, from but there, movie there to movie. There is a sort of new model of jumping from directing a TV episode to doing a feature to you know hopping on another uh, you know kind of there's people I guess everybody I'm thinking of is kind of wildly successful so it might go right? back. They have some kind of big thing about. that puts them on the map that. And enable like and I but yeah. who's to say that you don't like start where we're starting now and then like have a wildly successful first feature and then here's make a living off of it. Here's the problem. There's literally no model. I've talked about this on this is usually usually I talk to Ryan Connolly about this kind of bummery stuff yes, on podcast. He does talk well, he has like guests that like only talk about this kind of stuff as well on film right. And whenever I'm on, uh, it's like therapy between the two of us. No one's path is the same. And so yeah, yeah. it's infuriating and mind numbing and it makes, and it like makes it impossible to plan a career in this. Like it's, yeah. it really is just like, I don't know, it, you have to just be incredibly stupid and make a feature with hopes <laughs> that it will break through the noise. It is funny how much of this is just being like an idiot. Being, yeah, and, it is. And crossing your fingers. It's uh, easy to be an idiot and make a podcast. Not easy, but like it's easier to be an idiot and make a podcast. It's easier oh, to yeah. be an idiot and make a live stream show. Like I'm learning this. Like it's been easier to do that. It's easier to make a short. It's not mm-hmm. easier any, and easy anymore to get attention on that short. It's not easy to get attention on the podcasts or anything. So the yeah. idea that like, you know, I don't know. I've been making shorts for a long time and it's really hard to break through the, that noise anymore. And so like, that's I kind think of what at the worries point, me. I don't want to get just like depressed, depressing. It's winter, man. Are you, are, are you kind of at the point where you're like no more shorts? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I don't, I just don't see any, any, any uh, uh, benefit out of them other than like, that's just like if I knew anything about weightlifting, it would be something about just lifting the same. Like you know what I mean? Like it's just I don't know. It's, uh, yeah. it's there's no growth. I think there anymore. I when we made pizza time, that was my mindset, and then I didn't shoot anything for a few years, and I don't have like a feature ready to like that would be like of a budget level that would be my first feature like ready yet. Like yeah. my plan was going to have uh, the pizza time feature, which I actually want to meet with you soon and ask some uh, opinions. On Let's do it on the podcast right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let me pull it out. Uh, but first, read but the I whole think... thing to me on air, and then recap <laughs> recap Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and we'll compare. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I think this year I'm really itching to make another short. I think I'm going to do that. Uh, you should. What's funny? What's funny is that I did p- the pizza time short, and then I'm writing the feature version of it, and then I have a feature that I'm doing a short version of uh, a short film <laughs> this year, uh, which is the the heist. The, the I bet you when I got yeah. your short film, I think I'm going to try to do it this year. But I'm just itching to make something, and I'm like, I still I still think I have some sort of muscles to work out in terms of uh, directing before I do a feature specifically like directing an ensemble I've never done like all of my shorts have been one or two characters with either like all action or like all dialogue where it's like I haven't sort of done a mix of all of it showing off that it's like I can sort of direct that as well and even my commercial stuff it's like it's largely been you know two or three characters I've known a lot of ensemble stuff so I think that's what I was I was lucky to get to do when I worked the job I had before Red Mm -hmm. Giant where I was doing like 
camp videos for oh, summer yeah. camps. And I was getting to make these narrative little series. I guess I have done some ensemble stuff with the youth youth camp, like your youth group videos back in the day. I mean, yeah, like you start that way, but like it's a guaranteed built in audience. And then when I do yeah. doing these videos for these camps, like, like I, I got to try all of this stuff that I wanted to learn how to do. Like I learned visual, yeah. I learned after effects doing that stuff. I was working with my friends, but they were ensemble like cast and I was writing, you know, mm-hmm. narrative things and then doing the shorts at red giant helped me cut my teeth even more and build that out. Like, and then, mm-hmm. but then doing these commercials that I've been doing for the past, uh, especially the ones I've done in the past year have been, yeah. you've been killing it, bro. Well, they've been, I've been working for a really great agency that I love and adore called sandwich and they're wonderful. They bring me really fun work. They like, I've written like half the things I've directed for them. And, but that's actually allowed me to learn a lot of the stuff that I didn't learn on the shorts, particularly like, mm-hmm. like doing the work I was doing, but on a level of like having a real team with real, like, yeah. like, actually like everything is a collaboration almost Mm -hmm. nothing is just me and that's gotten to me where like i feel like if i had the right amount i feel like in the right scale of feature like i feel qualified to go and and take a crack at it and do it but if it's going to be i don't know man calling in favors and doing it for for having people do it for do things for free that's the toughest part about i don't know if i can do it anymore i don't think i've i think i'm i feel too old to do that now yeah even the short like i think it's probably going to end up being sort of our highest budget thing because at this point it's like I just definitely like uh, for sure like the people that are putting in the most time and, and effort like I want to be able to pay them like uh, yeah. I'm kind of past the like uh, hey come out and do this for free unless they're like unless it's like stuff that uh, super close friends that I do that for them and we sort of have this there's sort of a community here where it's like we're all helping out in each other's stuff uh, passion projects but for majority of you people, also it's want like, more people like than just to, that involved yeah totally and it's like, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm feel the same way. It's like, I'm so over just like, Hey, could, you know, do you mind coming out? Like, it, it'll be a really fun project. And I just feel like we need to pay people, especially after like hearing all the stories from like the, uh, IATSE, uh, stuff that was happening earlier last yeah. year. And, uh, just like how many people like are just working their asses off on film sets and like, we With need to budgets. be like treating, and still treating our getting- crews better. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, 100%. I just think yeah, this hustle mentality around filmmaking, like it has a limit and it was Definitely. fun to preach it for a while. And now it just feels like, no, you know what? Like, let's all get paid to do our work. Like, yeah, let's all- <laughs> like, I'm just any other industry. Like, why would you work without getting paid? Like, there's no, there's yeah. no reason. I thought so, the way on the pitching yeah. side too, it's like the amount that you're expected to go. Yes. I got infuriated. I just got exhausted over the past, like the, my whole time in LA, it was like, and before that too, and even still like you write a treatment or you make like a you write a treatment they're like it'd be great if we could have a proof of concept for this like okay so you go and you shoot a proof of concept and like be great if we could have just like a few pages of script be great if we could have the first act great now be great if we could just have the second act the whole script be great if we could do a couple of rewrites on the script i feel like it's just almost it's almost ready to take to to this person or that person you take it to that person and like you know what you need to just go write your script or you need to just go shoot a proof of concept. And then you come to them and they're like, you need to just go make your movie. And and you're like, what? That's why I'm here. Like, you know, you need to just go make your movie. And we'd love to watch it once it's done. Yeah. And, and then when, if you go do it, you come back and you're like, well, you just need to go write that next movie because that next movie is going to be, and that's oh, just man. the cycle that, it is. And that scene like, from Tick, Tick, Boom. Did you see Tick, Tick, oh, Boom? Oh, God, yes. That's that, exactly. That phone call, she's like, you just write the next one. And then yep. after that, you write another. 
and another. Oh, like, it hurts. Dude, it hurts so I much. Just, I was just sitting there like, damn it. Yes. <laughs> oh, I think we talked on the podcast about this. This was another one yeah, of those but, where Arlie was like, Arlie knew to look at me to see if I was weeping yeah. because oh, it's, oh. Yeah. I just like, it's one of, I, I wasn't like, I wouldn't say I cried as much as I just like, you know, just like, I know this is an audio podcast, but I'd make this face like. <laughs> And just blink a few times and then, uh, you know, try to forget about it. Yeah. I mean, even in the commercial Welcome back world, to the writer's like, room bitch sesh with Seth and Ryan. <laughs> yes, that's, that's the title of this episode. <laughs> Guys, we ha- we can- we went in this with no script. This just ended up being Can you tell? Was. No, but like uh, with in the commercial world, it's similar too, where it's like you don't, you don't get paid until you win the project. And typically like you're triple bidding against other production companies. And so like, I think Max, I've probably put maybe two weeks into like a pitch, like treatment working on it, like trying to make it perfect and then like you pitch on it you don't hear back from you know for a few weeks and then they follow up they're like hey we went went with the other production company thanks so much for your work on this and it's just like i guess like we don't get paid at all for this yeah i really really it's weird i don't know i feels like they should just pick an agency that they they're fans of their work and hire them to do something it's like (laughs) (laughs) like when for our podcast we knew we loved meg lewis we we loved meg's work we wanted to work with meg we knew we thought based on her sensibility she'd be awesome for what we're thinking for the writer's room game show we approached her about it we said we're going to pay you we we will would you please design our artwork we will give you money in exchange and then she went and worked up like three ideas under the under the like we signed a thing and we paid her like (laughs) like she's doing that preliminary work like giving us options once I am sitting here talking about this is an entire industry. Like I'm not, we're not going to change anything and I don't yes, know enough to institute change, but <laughs> it just feels like people should just say, you know what? I like their work. I'm going to hire them to make a commercial. And if it doesn't I, go great, I absolutely we, agree. Then, you know, we, that's, we cut and they, our losses. And that and we production hire company else. should be called weekend video and you can find her work at weekend.video. <laughs> <laughs> Seth, it's been a, uh, it's been a while. You want to call it? Uh, want to call it quits on this episode? Yeah, let's do it. Are we gonna write something next time? Uh, yeah, I think uh, next week will be our first episode of season three. Uh, what? We got some fun. Do we want to? Let's for the lovely people who have stayed around. Uh, we'll introduce you to some of the. We like to we do these ten episode seasons because we can have a little break to talk about what we want to change and uh, you know add to the show. Seth, do you want to tell them about what we'll be adding to this season of the Writers Room Game Show? Absolutely, I do. So a couple. We'll, things. Reintro- we'll reintroduce this on the next next week's episode, but you guys get the get the scoop for stay, sticking around. So. A couple of things we are going to add this new concept we haven't actually named it yet but the idea of not only are we going to be assigned by the studio a genre tone demo a demographic and a studio mandate we're also going to be issued five uh, i think what we're calling ideas yeah, uh, ideas yeah we're getting five ideas we, that, we probably need to have a, a, a snappier name for that by the by next week's episode yeah but we do I think ideas okay but those are essentially you should going actually, to you be should, you should generate them right now just so we can give an example right. of like an randomly assignment. generated so here i'll hit the idea button it's a big brain so let's say our, our assignment is a uh it's an action movie the tone is happy the demographic is for um senior women and the uh studio mandate is it stars seth ryan seth uh, worley and ryan polly so we would have that assignment and then on top of it <laughs> we would have five ideas generated that are not mandatory they're not required but 
But each, if we each if we use them, each will count two points uh, towards our final score at the end. If we use an idea, so if we use all five ideas and it works out, then we could get a uh, you know ten points from from using those ideas. And the reason that's important is because this year we haven't decided what the number is yet. But if we hit a certain number point number that episode will be considered sold to the studio like bought that'll Ooh. be a purchased idea from the studio so we are actually so trying there's some there's, to, some there's some real stakes here in season three yeah real stakes <laughs> so hitting the idea button on top of the assignment we would also get these five ideas to work with in this episode first idea is a cave everyone calls the murder cave so <laughs> That's a plot element that could that be we could integrate somehow. Uh, second one is a magical diary. The third one is Satan. I guess that's as a character Satan. or what? The fourth one is inside a living body. I would count that as a, as a setting. And the fifth one is home planet and in parentheses, not earth. So nice for each of these ideas that we were able to integrate. So hell is a planet and Satan lives there. That's it. And uh, <laughs> it is inside of someone's body. turns out. Uh, and Bill Murray's body, uh, a la Osmosis Jones. Yes. Naturally, it all <laughs> needs to be Osmosis Jones. Uh, so like I said, we're going to be generating those ideas which, uh, at the beginning as well. So each of those ideas will, if we integrate them, it's, and adds an extra two points on top of our score. And I think the goal for this, other than it just being a uh, nod to something that we will be announcing uh, very soon that uh, we're not going to tease as much right now, but uh, other mm. than that, it also is going to be hopefully helping us when if we have like a salt and pepper sort of moment where we can't really think of an idea for a while. This is just, it's things to help us kind of get there and also add some comedy. But at the end of the day, it's, you know, best idea wins, I think, on, on our podcast. And hopefully we we can still come up with some great ideas, but also incorporate some of these more ridiculous or seemingly random things and make them meaningful in a you know a final idea or that we're developing. But absolutely, uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. And uh, that's uh, that's going to be season three that's, and starts next week. Hopefully, Yahoo, Seth. Can we get some clapping? Uh, uh, <laughs> yes, we can. <laughs> Uh, okay. Listen to all um, of those listeners, all those fans. Oh, they they went quiet. We, anyway, <laughs> I was really we worried. Life. I we, I didn't we, actually remember which button it was. I was really <laughs> worried it was going to be like, oh, uh, <laughs> no, that one. That's oh, the one man. I was worried it was going to be it's like season three, and then that sound plays. Um, <laughs> uh, thank you, thank you, everyone, for joining, and we will see you next week on the Writers Room Game Show. The Writer's Room Game Show, with me, Ryan Paul, and Seth Worley. Executive produced by Grant Wakefield at Weekend Video, and Ann Fogarty at Plot Devices. Edited to perfection by Renee Gomez. Our art is by your buddy, Meg Lewis, and our face-melting music is by Ben Worley. The Writer's Room Game Show is a Weekend Video production in association with Plot Devices. Learn more about Weekend Video at weekend.video, and check out writersroomgame.show to listen to all of our episodes and suggest your own prompts for future shows. And don't forget to rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. It really helps our show out a lot. See you in the next one.